I'm living on this quote, knock on the door and somebody could open you. Okay, if nobody opens, I will go to another door. Um, it's, it's not a problem for me. It was never hard for me to risk because um, I'm just not afraid. I'm not afraid of what people will think about that if I fail. I try. I don't care if I fail. If I fail, that that will be a cool, cool lesson for me. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people from all backgrounds. The goal is to build the great reputation of Ukraine and of Ukrainians all over the world and to change stereotypes so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainian people, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, in Hong Kong, and in Ireland. Top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom, in Norway, in Japan, and in Denmark. Top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, in Spain, in Singapore, and in Jamaica. Top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia. Top 15 on Apple Poland, in Latvia, in Belarus, and in the Netherlands. And top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, Thailand, South Korea, Egypt, and the Maldives Islands. So please keep supporting this project. More than 110 interesting people participated in this podcast for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the Vatican Holy See to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of World Trade Center Kiev to the Royal Academy of Science International Trust to the Flex program by the American Councils for International Education to the Klitschko Foundation to students from Yale, Columbia and New York, Harvard University, the London School of Economics and Political Science, LCC International, the Stockholm School of Economics in Riga and Minerva Schools at KGI to the United Nations interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament 
to top 1% students in Ukraine to Ukrainian YouTube influencers, but not only those. This podcast also features everyday normal Ukrainians sharing their stories, simple lives, and voices with the world because I want to give every Ukrainian from all backgrounds the opportunity to participate in this project for Ukraine. Now, our next goal is to interview 150 Ukrainians on this podcast. So if you want to learn more about this project or to send me a message, go to the Instagram, aziz.future. My guest today is Anastasia Plishna from the Cherkasy Specialized School to Future Leaders Exchange Program Flex in 2017-2018 to the Lviv Business School of UCU to volunteering at the Ukrainian Volunteer Service with more than 100 volunteer hours and an award by the U.S. Department of State to co-founding the Cherkasy Initiative Group and coordinating more than five social projects in Cherkasy to receiving a medal from the President of Ukraine to, to, in 2019 to now studying at the University of Lodz in Poland where she is completing her bachelor's degree in international marketing to being an intern at the Nawa Polish National Academy for Academic Exchange to an internship at the Whirlpool Corporation to now a plan to begin an internship at an IT corporation which will help in the organization of the Olympics. Anastasia loves Ukraine and has a lot to share. Anastasia, how are you today? Uh, hi. Uh, first of all, thank you for the invitation. It's been a pleasure to participate in such um, such promising project as you have created. So I'm really free to share all of my thoughts uh, about the life uh, in Ukraine. Uh, today, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It was a working day, but it's Friday night, so <laughs> I have a really nice plans for the weekend. I know. I imagine you're someone who works hard and who plays hard. So tell me, when the weekend is perfect and you can plan anything you wish and the weather is perfect, not doesn't have to be this weekend, but in general, what is an activity you like to do that you love and makes you feel alive and happy in life? It is a very easy question for me because literally every weekend, uh, together with my boyfriend, we go visit some places in Poland. Currently, I live in Poland and I study in Poland. I work in Poland. Uh, so because of this pandemic situation, I, I cannot leave the borders of this country. Uh, so every weekend we go to another place in this country and uh, and visit museums, uh, meet new people, uh, visit different national parks. It's it became my biggest hobby for now. As the whole week I spend at home working in studies, I want to get some fresh air during the weekend. I like that. So because you cannot leave the border because of the pandemic, you go visit parks, museums, new people and new parts of Poland, correct? Exactly. And also uh, mining places. <laughs> so the last weekend we have been to uh, Katowice. It's Silesia Voivodship. Uh, it's like a really industrial part of Poland. Uh, so there are many mines 
coal mines. So there are some of them touristics, open for tourists. So we've been on the depths of, of minus 350 meters under the ground. Can you imagine that? Tell me more and why being minus 300 meters under the ground is exciting, meaningful, or interesting for you? Uh, because why not? It's better than uh, sitting at home and watching TV. <laughs> Um, you know, when you go to the Voivod ship, any kind of region in Poland, uh, you want to, I want to uh, get to know this Voivod ship as, as, as I can. Uh, so this one is really industrial and um, the biggest thing about it is, for me, it's to visit all these factories and uh, see, see the history of it. And the history is mostly about industrial things. So that's why I get there in order to feel this region. History and in order to feel. Can you explain how does whether going to the museum, which is historical, or factories, which is historical, or mines that are open to the tourists, which is historical, how does that make you able to feel the place or the region or to feel, I don't know exactly what you mean with that word when you say history, and then you said you feel. Sometimes when I, um, I'm near any kind of historical building, I uh, just touch it. Maybe it's an old church, or it's an old building, or it's a mine, let's say. I touch the wall, and uh, I try to try to understand what this world has seen, what it has survived. Uh, I know the history of this place, so maybe it had 1,000 years. And I'm trying to understand what it's gone through. And it's really exciting for me. So it visualizes. I can, uh, I can try to visualize the history. That's how I can feel it. I like that. So you'll be that person <laughs> in every old place, yes. touching it up and down on the walls, imagining what it has survived and what it has been through, not just knowing the history intellectually. Is this correct? Exactly, exactly. And also... And then I, yeah, tell me. Um, I really like to get to know people from there. So the most amazing thing, when you go to the mine, um, the tour guide, for example, he is a grandson of the miner, and he's telling us the stories of his uh, granddad. So the person really knows um, how, it, how it worked. People's stories. Okay. And then I have to ask a deeper question, or maybe not so deep, depending on your answer. But when you see places that have survived so much for so long, does that give you an inspiration and a drive and an energy to you as a person survive more for longer? Or is it only about history, taking it from an intellectual theoretical place to make it real and therefore to feel like you're reliving history? I get the energy from, from these places. Uh, I, um, I try to understand that I can be the part of it, uh, that, um, okay, I'm here right now and this wall will be able to see thousand more people. 
uh, and I'm one of them. So this wall has seen people 1,000 years ago, and uh, it is me right now. Um, maybe it's very abstract, but uh, it inspires me for the next travels and um, the learn of history because I really like it. Okay, when you say it inspires you, that is a word that is very personal in its definition. So to you, how do you feel when you're inspired because of historical things? And what do you think? What does it make you do? And how does it feel really? Okay, so the historical things inspire me to create the history. I understand that there were some people, some heroes in the history that we still remember about them. And it inspires me to work every day, to work on myself, to develop myself and develop society in order to be a part of the history as well. Because if we think um, that our life is uh, maybe in the best case, like 100 years, uh, what can you live after yourself? If, it, if you write, if you create a house, it will ruin in a few years, maybe a few hundred years. But if you create goodness for the world, people will remember you. And uh, maybe if you do something good for other people, they will do good for some other people. So it inspires me to do some good things that will be then reminding of me as a part of history as well. Thank you very much. And that reminds me of the movie 300. And maybe in a previous life, you were Leonidas. <laughs> but if, because, you know, that it's all about how, you, how long your name will be remembered after you die. That was mm -hmm. the old Greek uh, highest value is as long as your name is remembered, you didn't really die. But then to verify. So to you, when you go, let's say, to an old church, and you touch it, and you realize it was there for a thousand years, so, so much, and survived so much, it inspires you to do something good in the world. Because if you just build a house, it will be ruined in a hundred years. But if you do something good that stays for a long time, that keeps you alive longer as a memory, or it gives you impact, or what is called legacy, as well as it can inspire, your goodness can inspire other people to do more good things in the world, and therefore you be the change you wish to see in the world. Is this a correct understanding? Yes, yes. I think you have summed it up really good. <laughs> Thank you very much. And so to ask you even further, do you know the kind of good things you want to leave in this world that inspire you? Or is it something you're still discovering? And what is happening and going on when it comes to this? I'm not sure that I can answer this question right now because I'm still not have um, understood myself entirely and uh, understood my mission. Um, what kind of good I would like to leave? I would like to be in the memory of the people, but uh, I, I cannot answer. I'm still thinking about that. Thank you. And before you were able to travel, when there was no pandemic and you could do more and maybe go to do yoga or go to the cinema or do something like that, did you have an activity or maybe ballet or maybe going to literature events 
do you did you have an activity that you really really love okay uh, maybe i will start from a uh, long point from that uh, because um, i will say that pandemics really helped me to develop myself i'm trying to look for positive things always and um, I will say you that for the last year, I have visited the biggest amount of the countries for my whole life. So, and that was not uh, because of um, any kind of obstacles. I've just met my boyfriend and we <laughs> inspired each other and became traveling. Uh, pandemics um, gave me a chance to make a lot of tasks, to multitask. So I have, uh, in, I have university, to internships in my computer. I perform those tasks every day. And at the weekends, I, um, I travel. And I think this type of life I would like to have all my life because I really like it. I feel the freedom. I'm not connected to the location. Uh, so before pandemics, uh, what kind of activities I did? It was... Um, my university took a no, lot. No, 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 stop, stop. Because you already said that this is a life you want to live forever. And you said freedom and not connected to the location. Yes. Tell me more. What does it mean for you exactly freedom? Because that is an individual word. And why is it important for you to not be fixed in a location? Because my understanding is you wanted to visit places in order to be inspired to build something that will last forever but we didn't explore the fact of traveling by itself and not being location fixed or being location mm -hmm. independent why is that valuable to you as well as the meaning of freedom for you okay <laughs> so let's start about uh, the freedom uh, before i've been connected to location to the city Łódź, which is uh, in the center of Poland. I had uh, everyday university classes there. So I had to sit on the tram uh, for, and go to my university and at the end of the day, come back. Uh, when uh, the pandemic starts, everything goes online and all the education goes online. So in order to perform my studies, I only need my computer. So I can study in the forest, I can study on the mountain, I can study in my dormitory or in another city. At this moment, uh, when uh, it all started, I also have applied for internship in the Virpul Corporation. And also I've been able to go to office only for one week. And after that, they switched us to online work. But it wasn't enough for me. <laughs> so I applied for one more internship because I felt that I have uh, still time. And so it was internship in Polish National Academy for Academics Exchange, Agency for Academic Exchange. And um, all of these things I can do in a working day. So I can do perform two internships and I can do university. And I'm pretty successful in all of this. Like it's not taking little piece from everything. I'm doing everything really good. And everywhere I have results, uh, really good performance results. Otherwise, if I didn't have online studies, I would all only be able to study in the university and maybe go to Virpool factory for 10 hours per week, not more. So in this way, I would say that I'm having right now a freedom 
to use my time as more effective as I can because I don't need to um, I don't need to spend one hour of traveling to Whirlpool factory every day from my dormitory. I don't need to rush to university. I'm just turning on the application and study. Um, and then I'm turning on uh, Gmail and work uh, with Whirlpool or something like that. Uh, also, freedom comes from the thing that um, it doesn't matter which city I'm in and which country I'm in. I can be in Turkey. I can be in Ukraine. I can be in Poland, everywhere. Uh, I will share with you a plan that in uh, one month, uh, together with my boyfriend, we plan to go to Iceland. So, and work, uh, there's a quarantine there for five days. Uh, so we will work from distant from Iceland. Isn't it amazing? Like I, and eventually I will have my bachelor's degree and uh, internship uh, experience for, for two internships. Uh, that's uh, what I really appreciate. Uh, also, we also know that there are many negative sides of pandemics, definitely. But uh, this kind of life, uh, I really like. And I find freedom, location freedom from here. Why I need it? Because I can be as much effective as I can be um, using my time. And the second thing that I love finding out new things. I like uh, visiting new cultures, new places. And as I told before, it inspires me and it's like the best way I can spend my free time. I like that. And you mentioned effectiveness or being effective three times in that answer. So it's something very important. Why is it so important for you to be effective? And I will contrast that with Yevhenia or with Elisaveta um, from the Erasmus Student Network, who both said this pandemic made us be less busy so that we take time to understand ourselves, know what we love, take a walk in the park, think about happiness, and not be so much in a rush of achieving and being more effective, but rather having both balance what they called it in their lives and to you it actually encouraged you to be even more effective even more intense in your productivity so of course the same stimuli can cause different chain reactions but to you what does effectiveness means why is it important and why didn't it actually cause you to slow down and think more and be slower in your thoughts and in your work and what belief made that happen yes uh, for me it's basically vice versa uh, because i didn't stop down i started rushing even more uh, what effectiveness uh, means to me um, it means that at the same time i can get my degree i can get my internship experience so when i when I get my degree, bachelor's degree, I will have a broad uh, work market in front of me. Uh, so I can do so many things when I'm 19. So I'm 19 right now, and I have one year and seven months of uh, professional experience in two international organizations, and I'm on the way of getting my bachelor's degree. That's what I feel effective. And also at the same time, I. I visit many countries. 
it's um, it inspires me understanding that I can reach much more goals I have set uh, when I'm 18, 19, uh, which I have planned maybe for being 22, for having as much uh, internship experience as I have right now. And um, so I find I, I can call it effectiveness. Why is it important? Because uh, I've always been like that. I've always been ambitious, uh, enthusiastic. Uh, I like reaching goals uh, when I when I reach a goal when I, uh, I see the result I'm getting even more inspired by that to do many many other things. Thank you. And sometimes in relationships people have are very similar but sometimes they balance each other by being opposite. Since you spoke about your boyfriend multiple times and yes, you both share the love for travel. But is he also the same kind of person who has many goals, who's always driving them forward, etc.? Or is he more of the balancing factor in your life, who is more calm and relaxed and less effective, but more spiritual, I would say. I don't know how to describe that better. Okay, this is a very nice question because the answer is actually yes, he's like the same as me. And I'm really surprised that I actually found such a person that shares the same style of traveling, the same hobbies, uh, the same values as I do. Uh, so we are able to perform the activities together, uh, do what we like together. He's also very enthusiastic and uh, he has had many uh, successes during his life as well. He works right now in IT organization as a manager, having only 25 years old. Uh, so he, he, but for now, I feel like he wants more stability. So when I um, have have a choice right now for staying on my internship or apply for work, uh, I think that for him it would be better if I stayed on internships because it's uh, all it's fine, like it's stable. <laughs> you will not uh, lose a job. Uh, but I feel that I want to risk here more because um, I want to try myself in a new niche, new sphere. Thank you. And you said you want to try yourself in new niches. First, explain, is that an attitude you usually have where you try yourself, you take risks and you go that way? Or maybe the achievements and effectiveness from the pandemic encouraged you to try more and push more. So that is one thing. And the second, you spoke about the job market and that you wanted to have all these internships so that you have more opportunities and possibilities. Well, what do you think about the job market and what understandings or thoughts or things you noticed that made you know the value of these internships and this experience much more? Maybe other people don't see the job market in the same way, so it can motivate them as well to work even harder. So about the job market as well as this attitude of taking risks and challenging and testing yourself in different ways. Okay, so regarding the new niche and trying new things, um, it's not uh, scary for me right now because I feel like I'm 
I'm still young and uh, I have uh, many open doors in front of myself. Even if it's closed, I can knock and somebody could open it, as, as they say. Um, if I'm, I'm trying to enter right now the world of IT. Um, and I have received a job proposal to be a junior project coordinator with English language in um, IT project. And I'm, um, I'm currently accepting this proposal. So most probably uh, I will start the new job from next month. Uh, and um, it, it, was never, it was never hard for me to risk because... Um, I'm just not afraid. I'm not afraid of what people will think about that if I fail. I try. I don't care if I fail. If I fail, that that will be a cool, cool lesson for me. Uh, I have a strong uh, background right now in order for, to find any other job. So I'm trying to rationally estimate the risk. If, it's, uh, if it could eventually somehow influence my life in a big scale. Yes, okay, maybe I need to stop and think about that. But for now, I wouldn't say that changing a job is a big risk for me because um, I'm not 40 years old and I don't have five kids, okay? Um, so for me, trying new things right now is uh, it's not scary. And also, I have noticed in myself that uh, it's not only about job, it's about lifestyle. I'm not afraid to come to McDonald's and ask um, for hot water for my tea or for <laughs> for um, macarons. One time I've been to Luch uh, Liechtenstein and maybe you know it's really really expensive there. Uh, so I we had some macar macarons where you need to put hot water and uh, ask uh, and just uh, eat it. And we didn't know where we can take hot water from. Uh, so I just went to McDonald's and asked them, okay, please put the hot water. And they, okay. Yeah, they said, okay. So I'm, all, I'm living on this quote, knock on the door and somebody could open you. Okay, if nobody opens, I will go to another door. Um, it's, it's not a problem for me. Regarding the uh, job market, I want to be competitive here because, as I told you, I'm really enthusiastic, and if I enter any kind of niche, um, I want to I want to play a role in the development of this niche. I want to be recognized and um, do my best in order to develop um, what what I do, develop myself. I feel I feel motivated when I get successes in uh, when I learn when I talk to my manager and she says, okay, you're doing really pretty good comparing to what you did before. I like it. And um, I feel like um, the job market right now, it uh, really um, proposes you many, many opportunities. Because when you go to internship, if you're a student and you go to internship, you learn, the company teaches you. You can go to any kind of internship. The company teaches you and gives you money for that. Isn't it like perfect? You learn the cooperative structure. You learn new skills. You learn maybe professional skills, hard skills. Uh, why not? I think that it's right now really easy to find a job. Okay, I'll be so brave to say that. But if you are an ambitious student, it's. Uh, I think it's not a problem to find internship in uh corporation or somewhere so um 
I think it's right now a big chance for self-development because the companies really suggest you personal development plans. Many of them do this. Many of the companies treat their workers as personalities. They give them way to develop. So for now, for the these 10 years, I guess, I see myself developing my career in corporation. My goal in the future, I've always wanted to have my own business and to have my own product that I will promote and that I will bring something new to the world and fell in love with my product and share it with people. So maybe it will be my professional goal of the life to, to bring something new to the world, my own thing. So people could remember me by this. I like that. And actually, before you said that, that was the question that I was going to ask, which is that you knock on doors and you take risks, which is very entrepreneurial rather than a career executive kind of mindset. And you said you wish to develop your skills so that after 10 years, you'll create a product and fall in love with it and be remembered by it. Correct? Yes, yes remembered by it again we repeat this so to you why is it important that you're remembered by people for something i don't want to feel my life wasted i think that's all because i want to bring something to the world i don't want to live just 100 years and be forgotten if i live i i need to leave something in the world thank you so since a little girl did you have this thought or belief that you're destined for something bigger than the most people that you will be remembered and therefore it was something like a manifest destiny as it's called in american history or is it something that you decided and thought okay i see this life that I live, but I want more. I want to be remembered and be remembered for a long, long time. So is it a knowing inside from very little, like Napoleon Bonaparte had, that you will be destined for greatness? Or is it a decision that you thought, okay, a life that is not so meaningful, I don't like that. So I decide to work to get greatness and be remembered. I think the second option, it was more a rational decision. And uh, from being little, I've never, I've never felt something like that. Maybe starting from 15 years old, I have start, uh, I have made some goals for myself, mm, any kind of initiatives. Uh, then maybe I could feel that I want to influence that world. And uh, I, I took this decision while being around 16 years old when I have received some successes um, but i've never felt that i've been anyhow made for revolution <laughs> or something like that uh, but right now i think that's uh, not revolution but maybe something great is possible <laughs> something great is possible and can you describe a memory or a place you went to in uh Poland, or you mentioned Liechtenstein, etc. But any place you visited that to you, it felt like, wow, I belong here. This is for me. 
this is the energy. I feel it. I feel like I was almost born <laughs> and destined to be here. You know what? I think, I think it is Turkey. Uh, for two weeks, uh, we've been traveling uh, by car in Turkey. Uh, it was a very unplanned trip. So one week we had a riding car through the whole Turkey from north to south and uh, one week in Istanbul. Uh, so this first week traveling, I think it was like the best practice of traveling in my life because I have met people. I have met real people who 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 live in Turkey and they were so nice to me. Um, I fell in love with Turkish people because they were so open to me. They were always uh, able to show us their places, uh, so kind. Even there was a story when we made a friend, um, it was south of uh, Turkey, it was near the sea, and we make a f- made a friend, Turkish guy. So we were talking uh, with him, even though uh, his English was really not good. It was uh, it was just using translator and stuff. And he uh, told us about banana farm, uh, that he owns a banana farm. And have you ever heard about banana farms in uh, Turkey? No, not, not a lot of people heard about that. But actually, the climate there is uh, pretty good for bananas. So on the next day, he invited us to his banana farm and he showed us, he uh, introduced us to his family, to his grandparents. And uh, this openness, this um, easiness of people, it uh, charmed me. I, I, I really felt um, the turkey. Uh, so I'm... I'm really thinking to come back there this year for also another two weeks. Tell me more about the openness of people to you. Why is that so meaningful? And is it different to what you experienced in other parts of the world or maybe Poland and Ukraine? Just because for you to appreciate it, it means it's not usual. And therefore, tell me more about the usual that it makes you fall in love with those people as well as, okay, tell me this and then I'll ask another question. Okay, okay. Why? Why openness? Um, in the, right now, nowadays, I think it's not really easy to trust people, the people you meet on the street, unfortunately. That's what I have faced in Ukraine. That, um, unfortunately, we, in my experience, uh, the people are not really trusted to each other. People do not trust politics because uh, there are many things going on. Um, and uh, in my experience, it wasn't really possible to enter somebody's house when I don't know the person. Even suggesting anyone for to uh, come visit me for tea, I will give you tea. And then I will take you to my potato farm. I cannot imagine that in my country, uh, even in Poland. But in Turkey, I feel like people are less um, are less engaged in um, in this. Um, they trust each other. Okay, let's say like that. And uh, when we are foreigners enter their country they are really open to show us their culture 
And this what impressed me that we do not ask them to share it. They just, with their hands open, inviting us to their house and giving us to drink tea or cook us their traditional dishes. I have not had such experience in Poland and in Ukraine and um, in States. Um, yes, I've been living in state in United States in a host family. It was also very nice from them to host me, but um, maybe it was just my personal experience. But in Turkey, I I felt this climate of of easiness. They're not afraid that I'm going to come to their house and steal all the money. They just trust me. That's what I liked. Thank you. So does it mean someday maybe you'll relocate to somewhere similar to Turkey or <laughs> any other place like that? Or it will be more of a vacation spot? Um, I also have a plan for this year to come for um, work in Turkey. I mean, come for work. I will have distant work and just take my laptop uh, with boyfriend and go to Turkey, live there for one month. So it, the, the, the cost of life there is uh, definitely lower than in Poland. Um, that's why we, we consider Turkey as well. So it's, uh, I'm sure I will come back there a few times and uh, I'm not sure if it will be the question of life there. Um, and I don't think I will relocate there for life. Uh, but for such experiences, uh, being there for one month uh, every year, I think it's pretty possible. Thank you. And I noticed two sides of you, a side speaking about achievements, about the resume, about the logic, the job market, the buildings, the churches, which seems to be more of the logical side. But you mentioned people a lot, whether people in Turkey or whether when you mentioned going to the mine and the grandson or the great-grandson of miner who knows how things work there was there or going to places and meeting the people. So how do you combine both the logical with the emotional connection with people? And if you had to choose between uh, those best museums and the most interesting spots, but you cannot meet any locals, or you can go to places and meet locals, whether Turkey, etc. But you're banned for life from all museums and churches and historical locations. Which one would you choose? Okay, very interesting question. And I think I would choose uh, the option um, where I can talk to people. Because I think the, the museums, museums, they show us history, right? It's uh, interesting to look at the boards where the information written or many any kinds of um, old pieces of um, historical things uh, you can look at it uh, but i think that talking to people you can you can feel the stories of lives and uh, this is basically a very important part of history when you not only know the facts and the dates and you know that there was a fight in this year or there was a war but you you get the information directly from people who live here who know it um, and actually i've started observing it uh, for myself for many years so for example i met a girl from yemen have do you hear anything from about yemen 
like in your daily life? I don't think so. And I also didn't hear anything about Yemen, what is going on. But if you talk to person coming from there, you will open many things about this country and what is going on there right now. So I think that from people, when you talk to them, you can dive in what is actually going on right now what you will not see in the museum. In the museum, you will see the history, right? But from people, you will understand what is going on right now and what was before also. But here, you need to also be able to separate the opinions from facts because many people have different views, right, on different events. And sorry, you had a first uh, question. Uh, I forgot what was the first question. <laughs> or. It doesn't matter because this is so interesting <laughs> that I have another question that is cool. Okay. You said when you go to churches or museums, you touch them to feel them. Mm -hmm. And I imagined you as a logical, achievement-oriented person. You didn't really focus too much on the feelings of people. So, well, I'm wondering, I think actually you do. You are very in tune with feeling people. So how do you feel people? Do you feel people's energy? Do you feel people's in terms of analyzing their thoughts? Do you touch the people and hug them and get the coronavirus in the process? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens. But what is the equivalent of touching the church and the walls when it comes to meeting people and feeling them? I get uh, the energy from energetic people. And uh, when I meet a person which uh, wants to share with me the knowledge, I'm trying to take all the best from the person. So maybe I see a kind of um, good side of this person and I'm getting energy to also develop the side from myself. When I see the person who has any kind of negative side, which I notice, I try to understand if it's, um, it, maybe I also have it, maybe I just don't notice it. Uh, and uh, then also work on myself. So meeting people helps me to develop my own personality eventually. Great, and a great way to segue to the uh, final question, which is not related to anything, but you said you learned from people, so now it becomes a great link. If you were to share any life lesson or advice to the listeners that you think will be meaningful and they need to hear and that it can really be positive in its impact on their lives, what would come from your heart that will be meaningful advice you can share? Okay, I actually have uh, such a thought. Uh, I, I don't think it's pretty common, uh, but I have started noticing that people say to me, okay, I didn't go to the park this weekend because, you know, it's pandemics, I'm afraid. Or they said, okay, I'm not going to gym because it's pandemics and I cannot do sports. Or, okay, my studies went really low because it's pandemics and I, were, I study online and it's really bad. You cannot say that you don't do anything because of pandemics. It's really easy to blame pandemics, okay? It, many people say that they don't travel because of pandemics. No, it's not because of pandemics. It's because of you. It's because you don't want to do this. Pandemics, yes, there is a virus. You need to be responsible uh, for yourself and for the other people. 
but do not blame pandemics for you not doing sports because even when you're at home you can turn on some online lessons and you can do some sports so i would advice to people to even having this hard obstacles everybody has it in the life do not blame anything except yourself personal responsibility and self-reliance i can summarize it probably as those two it's a great great advice and if people want to communicate with you they want to learn more about you what are the best social media for them to go and i will write those in the description as well uh, okay i think you can share my uh, linkedin profile instagram facebook <laughs> i think it doesn't differs from other people <laughs> social networks thank you very much anastasia and i wish you a great day it was very thank interesting you. thank you very much for inviting I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that I can share my thoughts and somehow influence the people's opinions about Ukrainians and Ukraine. And this will be all over the place from Spotify to Amazon to Apple to Google Podcasts to Stitcher to Alexa to nine other places. So I guess your name will be remembered for a while and that supports your goals and... <laughs> in a big way thank you very much so it's a step forward i thank you and i thank you and goodbye yeah have a nice day bye bye